Welcome to the Be Fab Podcast, where we celebrate all things midlife. Join me as we explore the various facets of this beautiful and transformative stage of life, from navigating the joys and complexities of motherhood, to understanding the intricacies of hormones, to pursuing entrepreneurial dreams, and embracing the art of aging gracefully. I'm your host, Bree, and I'm here to share my personal journey and insights with you, as well as empower women to feel fabulous every day of the month. I am all about creating a vibrant community of incredible women navigating midlife together, supporting each other through the ups and downs, and celebrating the unique experiences and challenges that come with this phase of life. Let's embrace the changes, break free from societal expectations, and create our own definitions of success, beauty, and fulfillment. Grab your favorite beverage and keep on listening. Make sure to subscribe for insightful discussions, practical tips, and inspiring stories that will empower you to embrace your midlife journey with confidence, grace, and a whole lot of fabulousness. Hey, hey, my fabulous friends. Welcome back to another episode of the BFAB podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and let me just say I am bouncing off the walls excited about today's show. Hold on to your seats because this is not only my 10th episode, but guess what? We've also got a spectacular surprise. My very first podcast guest, Amanda Clark, joined me to light up the airwaves. I can still remember how the universe did its magic and introduced us through the world of Instagram. It was like an instant connection, a cosmic click, if you will. We hit it off faster than a shooting star, and let me tell you, this incredible woman is someone you are going to adore. She's the real deal, no pretense, all heart, and she's conquering the mom of four and business building game like an absolute goddess. Seriously, juggling four kids and a thriving business? I bow down. Now let's talk style. This gal has it in spades. I'm talking about those fabulous branding photos and those hats. Oh boy. I first thought, wow, this woman's got style for days. Little did I know we'd connect on a level beyond the fashionista vibes and uncover so many surprising similarities that make our bond even stronger. And here's where it gets seriously exciting. Just like I'm your cycle syncing aficionado, she's the breathwork whisperer. You know how aligning my hormones helped me break through barriers and level up my game? Well, for her, it's all about tapping into the power of the breath to unleash untapped potential. Breathwork for her is what cycle syncing is for me, a superpower that elevates us beyond the everyday to become the epic versions of ourselves. And guess what? We're just getting warmed up. If you happen to sense that this episode kicks off with a bang, you're spot on. We were already on fire from recording a fantastic session for her podcast, so hold on to your hats because today's episode is part two of a dynamic conversation we started over on Amanda's podcast, Braving the Mountain. So if after this episode you feel like you still need more than no sweat, we've got just that. So here's the game plan. You can dive into this electrifying episode right here and now and then slide over to Amanda's podcast for part one or the other way around. The choice is yours, but I promise you both parts are essential listening. We're talking double the insights, double the revelations, and double the energy all wrapped up in a podcasting whirlwind of fun. 
This was a bit of a departure for me. As you know, I've never had a guest before and actually being on Amanda's podcast was my first experience as a guest. And instead of interview style, we ended up just shooting the shit and having honest conversations about motherhood, hormones, business, and everything in between. Honestly, the sheer volume of topics we covered in these two episodes is like a whirlwind tour through a wonderland of womanhood. Trust me, it's an adventure you won't want to miss. And believe me, we could have kept recording for ages. It was that much fun. But enough of my chattering. Let's dive into the heart of it. Buckle up because it's time to dive headfirst into part two of the incredible journey finding you again after having kids. Get ready for some mind-blowing insights, laughs, and wisdom coming right at you right now. For those of you who listened to part one, know that we talked all about like taking back your own financial independence and really stepping into your own power and who you are and finding yourself again as a mom, as a wife, as a person. We started to step into that toward the end of that one. So we're carrying it over here and really diving in even deeper too, because the question I wanted to ask you, Brie, was like, how did you start to find yourself again for one? And let's talk about the journey of balancing your hormones, regulating yourself so that you were able to show up better as a mom, as a wife, and just as a human being in general that actually could go out into public without people being terrified. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe they are still terrified. I don't know. I don't think I give (laughs) off that vibe anymore, but who knows, really? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love it. But no, it is. It's it's so, so important. And I'm living proof of it. um, As we talked about in the in part one, like, pretty much every mom out there has lost herself at some point during motherhood. And if she says she didn't, then she either has a freaking village helping her out or mm-hmm. she's lying. <laughs> at least that's my opinion yeah. anyways. <laughs> but yes. in order to be that mom that you want to be and that wife that you want to be and figure out and step into that highest version of yourself, you need to know you first. It's no different than how do you, how can you love someone if you can't love yourself first, right? So it's that same sort of thing. And you've got to figure yourself out, figure your shit out, (laughs) own it. And, you know, know where your weaknesses are, know where your strengths are so that you can play to your strengths and maybe bring up those weaknesses, right? Work on them so that they're not weaknesses or at least know where your limitations are. And if you want to start breaking through those limitations, totally fine. But you you know where you stand. And for me, that all happened when I finally started figuring out my hormones. I had an entire life story of since I was 13, since literally my first period, I had the PMS, which was normal, quote unquote, and it happened. And even my mom, when I was before, when I was getting to that stage, but I didn't have my period yet, my mom said, oh, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to hate it. You're going to dread it every month. She did. And like, that was the story I was told. That was what me and my friends in school talked about when we were like, okay, who has their period yet? Or, you know, what's Mm -hmm. happening? Or, you know, I wasn't in my group. I wasn't the first one to get it. But those that were, they were like, oh, it's awful. And oh, this like, uh, like, it was just, it was a story that was ingrained in us from the beginning. And now in my 40s, 
learning that it doesn't have to be that way. And that's actually meaning you have hormone imbalances. Most likely, obviously there are, you know, there's a plethora of other medical things that, that could be going on behind the scenes. But for the most part, if it's just basic PMS symptoms, some irregularities, discomfort, bloating, aches, pain, headaches. Oh my God. I used to suffer from headaches and migraines forever. And I never, ever knew why. You too. Yes. Horrid. And then all of a sudden I I had my son, I got pregnant and I was like monthly at the office. I don't know why I didn't like pick up on it because it was monthly. Um, but I would call in sick because I literally could not open my eyes and I would be nauseous mm. and like it was horrid. And I was so afraid when I did get pregnant because you can't take anything when you're pregnant. I'm like, how am I going to get through right. these migraines if I can't take anything? And I never got another migraine ever. Wow. Yeah. And my doctor at the time, he retired since, but my doctor at the time, when I asked him about that, he was like, oh, well, pregnancy causes hormone shifts. And so your hormones have probably shifted and that's why you no longer Mm -hmm. have migraines. But then guess what? After I did all of that fitness and nutrition and pushed myself into perimenopause, guess what came back? Headaches and migraines. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, crap. (laughs) I undid yep. it without even knowing, but then I did it again and now I got to fix it all over again. But yep. like all these things, it's it just boils down to hormones. Our hormones are so complicated, or at least, well, they are and they aren't. If you don't know about it, then yes, it, it's complicated and you're like, well, I have no idea what's going on inside of right. my body. I can, I can grow life. I can sustain life. I bleed every month. I'm uncomfortable. I'm... <laughs> my tits are like whatever, (laughs) right? But when you actually start learning and you understand what's going on, it's actually not that complicated. It's just, if you take the circadian rhythm 24 hours, which is actually what men's hormones go on, in case anybody Mm -hmm. didn't know, they have the same repeat cycle every 24 hours. They rise and fall the same every 24 hours. Ours do the same cycle-ish, but over a 28-ish day period. It's not 24 hours. We have what's called an infradian rhythm. Our entire hormone cycle, it repeats, but only every month. So once you learn the roller coaster, the cycle, the ebbs and flows, whatever you want to call it, and you can figure out where you need to adjust certain habits and self-care routines and even nutrition and adjust your exercise and stuff, then it makes those fluctuations way less severe because it's when you have those extreme highs and extreme lows and the drops and the, you know, all of that stuff, that's when you get those horrid symptoms and when you turn into like a hormonal raging bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So here's something that I'm curious about. And this is like my own selfish question, but I'm sure other women have the same question out there. So here's something I'm noticing around my period is I will be great. I don't really have like symptoms. I don't like, typically my family can't really tell when my period's coming. I don't have like a ton of mood fluctuations, but I have started to notice my last few cycles. I have been getting headaches during my period, but now Mm. they're starting to come after. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I like suffer from headaches after my period. Like, and I'll Mm. even say today, like I am on Excedrin and ibuprofen right now because yesterday I went to the sound of freedom last night with a friend and I started with a headache in the morning 
and my period just ended. So like mm. I started with, well, I had therapy yesterday morning. So we all know that crying doesn't help. But, yeah, no. <laughs> and I don't cry like way hard at therapy anymore. I feel like I've gotten a lot of <laughs> that out. But now I can just like talk through things. But like, of course, mm-hmm. the tears still come. Yeah. So I had therapy in the morning. But then at night, like we did go to the Sound of Freedom last night, which mm. I mean, if you have not yep. seen it, this is a plug for it. Absolutely right here. You need to see it. But I could barely make it home last night because my headache had gotten so mm. bad and the ibuprofen and the Excedrin. And I am not typically a pill taker. I do not like to take it unless right. I am desperate. I stay away from yep. it any other time. I just don't mm-hmm. do it. But I was like, I have to take something before I go to this movie because my headache is awful. Mm-hmm. I could just feel it coming from the moment I woke yep. up. And I know some of it has to do with tension for me because I have this weird mm. muscle in my neck that just like pulls. But what is something that you have learned? Because now hearing like you suffered with headaches as well, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see a pattern with mine is that they're Mm -hmm. always right after my period ends. And see, that's, that's part of figuring yourself out and learning Mm -hmm. about yourself. And I will preach until the cows come home about tracking your cycle, not just your period, not just your ovulation, the whole cycle from the time your period starts to the time you get your next one. And then study that tracking and see where you're noticing repetition and patterns because that's how you learn where you are having more difficulties. You're saying you don't really suffer from like the moods or like the cramping Mm -hmm. or anything, but obviously headaches are becoming a pattern for you and you are approaching well you're midlife approaching midlife right and no no. just kidding (laughs) it doesn't have to be a bad thing the thing is that's like i used to yeah no exactly yeah you're making me get over the whole expert thing get over the midlife thing amanda come on (laughs) right but it's true i when i was in my 20s and 30s i was like oh 40s is gonna be a oh, I just don't want any part of that. But you you can't stop it, right? And yet now I am – I feel better in my 40s than I have my entire freaking life. I love that. I'm just like, why why did I hate this? Why did I hate this? I am – I am owning this. I am not afraid to say I'm in my 40s. In fact, I'm 43. My gray hairs are showing and like I'm just like, what else? Right. Like it doesn't bother me anymore because I am confident in who I am and I am doing what I know is helping me. I don't have the PMS anymore. I don't, for the most part, don't have the headaches anymore. And like, that's what it is. It starts with figuring out your patterns so that you can figure out how and where you need to adjust each month. And for you, if you're saying that it's happening now after your cycle, and that's the thing too, about every, for women, every five to seven years, we go through a major hormone shift. That's why usually in the 40s, that's where perimenopause kind of starts because you're hitting that point. That's your next biggest hormone shift. And it doesn't matter what you do. Like I said, every five to seven years, our hormones just decide to like, hey, let's throw caution to the wind, (laughs) switch it up a little bit, keep her on her toes, see what happens. Right. We're a lovely, lovely. I know, right? I know. (laughs) But yeah, so if you can figure out those patterns, I I feel like I'm repeating myself, but if you can figure out those patterns, then you can start to figure out when you need to adjust and where you need to adjust. And it could be something as simple as the, the thing. I don't know if you do you exercise regularly. Oh, yeah. Seven days a week. Yeah. Okay. 
Perfect. Um, so maybe for you, starting to adjust your intensities throughout your cycle, especially if you're mm-hmm. saying like just after your period, you may be exercising too intensely or too long during your period. Right. Okay. So leading up to your period and during your period, we're supposed to kind of ideally, I shouldn't say supposed to, but ideally if you are having issues and stuff and if you want to take that transition into your next period as as a whole better and, and more comfortably and with less symptoms and stuff and especially the headaches, um, then yeah, maybe just lessen the intensity a little bit. Um, for, you don't have to obviously don't stop working out like just don't ideally your your lowest intensity should be for your during your period and then the week leading up to your period your luteal phase and then you can increase your intensity after your period is done and then your highest intensity is around your ovulation that's when all, all of our hormones are at their peak and that is when you have your most Typically, obviously, there are exceptions to every rule, right? Some women, not so much, but for the most part, during ovulation, that is when everything is at its peak and when you have the most energy, the most strength, the most power because your testosterone is also up. Um, Mm. And so that's when you can really kick it into gear. And then, again, you bring it down a little bit um, leading up to your next period. So that could help out. That's one of the if, – if you re- if you exercise regularly, that's like the first thing that I always suggest women do is kind of maybe adjust their intensities or the types of workouts that they do throughout the month if they're doing the same because mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. I was doing the same rigorous cardio weight fluctuation, yep. right, back and forth five to six days a week, week after week, month after month. It was the same. I yep. didn't adjust the intensity and that's what really threw me into major hormone hell. Um, and as soon as I started, that was one of the first things that I did that I learned. As soon as I started adjusting the intensities throughout my cycle, things started changing really, really fast. And then the other like super easy trick that I like to tell women is something called seed cycling. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. It's so easy. If you don't want to go through the whole thing of um, like figuring out what foods to eat during each phase and like the whole meal (laughs) plan and like trying to figure out what's best because our, our nutritional needs change throughout our cycle. We need different vitamins, minerals, you know, sometimes we need more meat. Sometimes we need more complex carbs, you know, things like that or different types of meat. Um, especially women who tend to be tired, leading up to and during their period, that's usually a sign that you're losing a lot of iron or, you know, your iron is depleting because of your period and stuff. So if you're intaking red meat, spinach, things that have a lot of iron, that will bump you up for iron and then you won't be as depleted during your period. And that usually helps out the energy um, when women are struggling energy-wise during that time. But the easiest, easiest thing without having to worry about that is little seeds. You break your cycle into two halves. So your first half, your first 14-ish days, right? If you are a 26-day cycle, then you split that into 13 days, whatever your cycle usually is. The first half, let's go with 1 to 14. You do either chia seeds pumpkin seeds or flax seeds or a combination of both one to two tablespoons a day you can sprinkle it on some yogurt put it in smoothies just tip it in your mouth and chomp away whatever (laughs) works for you whatever is easiest and those are going to support your estrogen 
And that's what you want in that first half of your cycle is the estrogen support. And then the second half of your cycle, you switch to either sesame or sunflower. (laughs) Sesame or sunflower. And you can do um, like the spreads, like sun butter or sesame paste as well. Like if you want to put it on toast or something, it doesn't have to be like the raw seeds necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, But do that for your second half of your cycle. And that's going to support your progesterone and kind of help balance that out. A little bit. And it's the easiest nutritional hack for sinking your nutrition because you can just split it into the two and the seeds are cheap. Yeah, you know, and like I said, it's easy. Right. You just sprinkle it into your smoothie, your yogurt, whatever. It's easy to do without having to do an entire meal plan every time your cycle changes. Um, and because it's more of a like a simple kind of thing and you're breaking your cycle into two halves rather than the four cycles or four Mm -hmm. phases, pardon me. Um, It can take two to three months to like really actually notice any difference from doing that. But a lot of women that I have, you know, told about that and that have tried that, they've noticed it fairly quickly that it has helped and they do, they find it so, so, so easy instead of trying to do all these meal plan changes and everything like that. And it's just, it's just about finding like little tips and tricks like that. You don't have to start with everything. Right. And that's right. like when I first, like I, I have a quote unquote protocol that I follow now for myself and that's what I teach in my master class. but I didn't start that way. I started yep. with like, you know, when I was reading and researching and learning, I just picked one habit that I changed that cycle. And then the next cycle, I added another one. And if it worked, I kept it. If it didn't work, I tossed it, right? And you just build from there. And that's how I figured out the protocol that I teach in and what works. And the way that I teach it is I break it down into six areas of your life, six Mm -hmm. main key areas of your life. And then you just, you pick the area that you want to work on first, kind of master that. And then move on to the next. So it's, it's building, it's stepping yeah. stones, right? And that's, that is a good analogy, actually, of like basically how I've even done my whole journey. I just took yeah. one little bit at a time, figured out what worked and what like was successful for me at that point, and then build on it and build on it and build on it. And really, that's how we should be doing anything. You can't do right. an entire overhaul without getting, and that was the other thing too. I used to get so overwhelmed. Who loves mm-hmm. overwhelm? But we've all been right. there, especially <laughs> as moms, right? Yeah. The overwhelmed yeah. mom. That's like, that's an identity to itself, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. And it's just because we're trying to do too much and we haven't figured out the little stepping stones and we're not taking the baby steps. We're just trying to just take the entire mess and clean it up all in one. And you can't do that. You can't do that with mom life. You can't do that with yourself. You can't do that with your hormones. Right. Yeah, I've learned that the hard way. I'm like a go big or go home. You might yeah, find me in I was the like that aisle too. this week at the grocery store, but <laughs> but it's like the simplest, easiest, <laughs> cheapest, cheapest hack. It's it's so great. I always have those. My husband goes to the pantry. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm like, "They're seeds." He's like, "Well, I know, but what are you doing with them?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it. It doesn't concern you." My cycle, babe. My cycle. You want me to be a sane human? Twenty-eight days of the month, thirty-one days of the month, whatever exactly. it is. <laughs> It's like, we never used to have seeds in our pantry. Like, well, now we do, okay? Just don't touch my seeds. (laughs) He, like, finds you in the pantry with, like, a little tablespoon. You're, like, dumping them into your mouth. Like, I'm a closet seed eater. (laughs) A closet nut eater. (laughs) 
That was a bad one. Okay. Love it. No, I love that. Okay. So tell me though, like, okay, days one through 14, for those of you who are like, well, what is day one of your cycle? The day you start your period, right? Yep. Yep. The day you bleed is day one. Yep. Okay. Love it. I'm going to do that seed hack. I'm going to try it. I'm going to let you know. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. I might need to like join your course here and like hey, make a whole new meal plan for myself because, you know, you I'm hitting that midlife crisis zone here. <laughs> it's not a midlife crisis, Amanda. <laughs> I think I already have that anyways, so it's fine. That's it okay. doesn't I happen think, at midlife. Are you yeah. kidding me? No, I think I hit my crisis like at 32 or something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably still, not when I'm, I hit mine, actually. Yeah. For all I know, I might still be in crisis. I don't know. Who knows? We're just figuring it out as we go, you guys. Exactly. Like, it's fine. Exactly. That's what, that's what we do. But yeah. I do love something that you said here is like baby steps. Because I think sometimes, mm-hmm. and this is what happens with everything, is I think that we, this is how it works for me. This is how I work. I have like noticed over the years, but. I start to like mentally prepare myself for something Hmm. and I think about it all the time. Think about it. I think about Mm. it. Think about it. I haven't made any changes yet. I got to think about it for a little while. (laughs) And then I start to get like really determined. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And maybe that's like for a month. I start to think about that. Then I dive all in because it's like I have to mentally prepare myself. And I'm Mm. probably mainly talking about like my nutrition and when I used to count Mm -hmm. macros. I don't do that anymore because I I am overweighing my food. But so I think that's when it really started was just when I was counting macros. So I'd have to like mentally prepare myself because I know Mm -hmm. like I got to weigh all my food and I got to buy this and I got to prep that and I got to do this. Mm -hmm. And then, and I think I was probably also making it harder than it needed to be. Mm -hmm. But then I would like mentally prepare for a month. And then I would go all in and I'd be so good for a few months. And then I'd be like, this freaking sucks. I was packing a scale for camping. I had one in the trailer. I would like meal prep all our food before we left so that all my portions were measured out. And I just finally was like, this isn't how I want to live. And this isn't the relationship I want to have with food. And so I think it's, and see, that's not sustainable. That's no, that is not sustainable. That's if you're doing, if you're doing a, a, like a 14 day reset or, uh, you know, like you want to do something or if you, you, you have a crunch time and you know, you need to figure it out like for, for a wedding or a beach Mm -hmm. holiday or whatever, like, okay. I mean, some ways are better than others, but for a shorter period of time, like you can do that. And that's, we we think that it's acceptable and we we put ourselves through that yeah. because it's a finite amount of time but for every day for the rest of your life that is not sustainable and that is what i talk about a lot too because i've been there i've done that as well and if it yeah. and it's the same thing with workouts if it is not sustainable and if if it is not something that i can continue every single day for the rest of whatever like make it a lifestyle a lifelong yep. lifestyle then no. Next. Yep. <laughs> Not here for that. No. Not here for no. it. No. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's about making it sustainable. And let's be honest, as women, we have our hormones for the rest of our lives, right? So yeah. let's figure out how to make it sustainable. How do we figure our shit out and figure it out for the rest of our lives? And when we can do that, then as our hormones shift, because they'll still shift. That's a natural part of being a woman. As they shift, yep. it's easier to figure out, and those shifts don't, aren't as drastic, and you can adjust easier. Yeah. But yeah, it's all about baby steps. It's what we teach our kids, right? Do one little thing, yep. baby step, baby step. 
So why do we all of a sudden as moms like baby step? No, I'm going to do it all in one go hard right. or go home. Like we do it to right. ourselves, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. I take full accountability. I take yep. it all. Yep. Been there, but done yeah. that. Bought no. the t-shirt. <laughs> right? <laughs> we should make t-shirts. Go big we or should. go home. Tell you yeah. fail. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you cannot Next. sustain. Go big Next. or go home. Tell- yeah. <laughs> we need some. We need some. Merch coming soon, guys. Merch coming soon. Because yeah, we have to take those baby steps. We have to. It just, yeah. It's like habit stacking, right? It's yes. like add one yeah. little thing to one, add another little thing. Once yeah. that one becomes a habit, we don't have to do it all at once. No. And that's we what just prevents don't. the overwhelm. We don't all have to be overwhelmed, moms. Yeah. Overwhelm's a habit, by the way. Yeah. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, no, it's a habit. So that's like a yeah. really good indicator to take a good look into your what you're doing every mm-hmm. single day. All the good stuff. Yeah. I love that. I think it's a mindset. It's a mindset shift, too. Like overwhelm is something that yeah. we think of in our heads because if you actually really and, and that's that's what happened with me. But I actually like thought about it and like figured out everything that I need to go and I'm like, you know what? I'm not actually overwhelmed because if something comes up that I really want to do, I make time for it. I'm not overwhelmed. I I'm, my plate's not overly right. full. I I, I I magically find time or right. ability <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's something we tell ourselves. It's a story that we're telling ourselves. Yeah. I think it's something that society also puts on us. If you watch yep. movies and stuff, it's always the frazzled mom, yep. stressed out, running around, trying to like, and she just looks frantic all the time. Yeah. And so I just think well, that it's like conditioned. Yeah. And you've talked about it on your po- podcast too. That's one of my favorite mom life pep talks of yours is like, drop the hot mess mom vibe. This whole hot mess mom, like, no. Right. No. <laughs> Yeah. That's not how I'm it's like supposed to be. Right. I feel like I'm honing this whole new energy this week of like, I'm actually no longer available for that. Sorry. Yes. Like, unsubscribe. And <laughs> yeah. And you, at any given moment, you get to decide. So it's like, look at your priorities. Where are they at? Maybe right now, like my priorities maybe are going to start to shift into a little bit more of like, okay, how can I regulate my hormones a little bit more? Like, how can I figure out these headaches that are now happening after my cycle or mm-hmm. whatever? And it's like, I'm no longer available for headaches. I'm just not. And so now I get to figure that out. And so like at any given moment, you get to decide what are you no longer available for? Maybe you have some volunteer project you've been doing that you actually really despise going to all the time. Well, Hmm. why are you making yourself stuck? I'm really good at this too. Like making myself stuck in situations, thinking that I can't like back out of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've been doing it for like five years and I'm like, you know, I don't want to do that anymore, but I'm so worried about what the other person's going to think of me when I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, this is People pleasing at its it. best. Yeah. yeah. People pleasing. Not. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So like, yeah, you get to decide, like, what are you no longer available for? And then choose yeah. it. Just Absolutely. Choose. Love it. So good. So good. Yes. Yes. Well, we have wrapped up part two, hey. hormones, finding yourself. You're welcome if you suffer from headaches after your period because you now got some answers of little things that you can change. <laughs> if not, obviously, like you're on Bree's podcast, hop in. <laughs> hop into her course. Get some hormone help. I'm all about, I'm just all about the crazy things. I don't think they're crazy anymore. I think a lot of people are starting to come around to realizing how much our bodies can heal themselves. Mm-hmm. Your bodies are amazing. Absolutely. Like, you can, is that your dog? <laughs> Oh, you can hear that shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm like, oh, dogs, drink it some water. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, we get to decide. And so I just think that that is such a beautiful thing that whenever we want to change something at any given moment, we can do it. And we don't have to go all in and gung-ho. We get a baby nope. step our way into that. Nope. And we don't have to take drugs and all of that stuff to do it either. Our bodies, like you said, have a natural yeah. way of sorting things out if we support it and let it do its thing. Medications, drugs, they're Band-Aid solutions. They don't actually treat the root cause. Absolutely. I've lessened yep. – I've, I've helped my gut. I've lessened allergies. I yep. have – I used to be riddled with tonsillitis constantly. I don't really suffer from that anymore either, like yeah. or at least not as much. Like it's – our bodies can do amazing things, but we have to support them to do that. If we're yes. filling it with junk and not, you know, keeping up with movement and just sitting around doing nothing and eating, drinking, whatever, like that's not supporting our bodies. Of course, our bodies aren't going to do what they're designed to do because we're breaking them. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So fuel yeah, the machine, I, right? Feed the machine. <laughs> yes. It's like putting gas in a car. Yeah. Just keep your body fueled properly and you'll be yeah. good. Yeah. You'll be good. But if you have if you have a gas car and you put diesel in it, you're screwed. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Not only financially, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Mechanically. <laughs> that car ain't yeah. gonna run for very far. Mm, yes. Nope. nope. So good. I have loved this conversation. For those of you listening who have not heard part one, go listen to part one first because that's our lead to part two over on Braving the Mountain podcast. And I assume Brie will put that in the show notes as well. Absolutely. These are going to be linked back and forth for all of you. So they will be super easy to find, but such a good conversation. Thank you so much, Brie. This was so fun. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, we got to do it again. (laughs) Yes. Stay tuned for part three. Right? Who knows? I mean, we could go for probably months. I mean, there could be like a part ten at some point. You well, just... we we've got to we've got to go back to the original conversation we thought we were going to have. <laughs> the, the didn't boobs, the boobs, the anti aging, the <laughs> the hear about boobs and anti aging. <laughs> right? Not in an, not in an OnlyFans manner. I just got no, to put no, that no. out there one more time. I yeah. think we mentioned boobs yeah. in part one too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no no only fans for us sorry maybe feet pics we'll see <laughs> all right everyone we will talk to Good you times. next time thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the bfab podcast i hope you enjoyed the candid conversations and found inspiration and empowerment along the way remember to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode as we continue to explore the multifaceted world of midlife Together, let's celebrate the beauty of this stage, embrace our unique journeys, and flourish with authenticity and balance every step of the way. Until next time, keep shining and being fabulously you.